The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. What's he doing now? This was not part of the plan for today. But John Dito brought this into the sacristy about five minutes before the service began and said, this is the candle I was telling you about. I paused and then I remembered, he reminded me, it's a candle from Assisi place where pilgrims go to remember Francis and his spirituality. So I thought, well, what better sermon is there than to light a candle from Assisi on the celebration day of St. Francis? What better witness is there than the service beginning late? My apologies because many well-laid plans went sideways and there were things left to be done on the floor and I was the one who was left to do the work while everybody else was scampering around doing their work. Come to me, all you that are weary. And our heavy laden, and I will give you rest, says our Savior. Look at the creatures with us today. Go on, look, it's all right. I know you're in the Episcopal Church. But you're next to you turn and look. And look at the way they look back. These creatures who rely on us for their sustenance, for their life, for their health, for companionship, for fellowship. And what do they give us in return? <coughs> Somebody said unconditional love. So it's not even love in return, is it? It's just love. All those years ago when Francis 
decided that he was going to take a different path than his community and his family, and even the church thought he should. He was the heir of a wealthy business, cloth merchants. He was accustomed to wearing the nice clothes that marked him as one of the well-heeled of Assisi and gave him a special place to sit in the church and to be present with lords and prelates and priests. He publicly took all of that off. And in doing so, shamed his family and brought scandal to his community. But the call was his recognition of two things. One is that fundamentally we are not creatures of power and domination and control and our wealth and all of our pursuit of creaturely comforts in this life often conceals the truth that we are just like these creatures of the earth, vulnerable, dependent on others, offering nothing because we have nothing. We weren't born with nothing. We lead this life with nothing, and yet we have one thing we can offer. And what is that? Love. Unconditional love. The yoke that Jesus talks about, the burden that he says he gives each of us, is that much the call to love. Francis lit a light that would soon spread throughout the church in Northern Europe in the 13th century. And it was a light in the midst of the darkness of corruption and neglect. Many small churches like our own were lying almost in ruins. The great Benedictine houses of old, supposedly the pillars of faith and good religion, were filled with corruption and great wealth that they had accumulated over the centuries. And the leadership of the church was interested in perpetuating their dynasties, and they did that in collaboration with the great lords and the great wealthy ones of many towns across the continent, including in the CC. So Francis took all of that off, and he went to the church in Assisi, where things were kind of a pile of rocks. And he began to build it rock by rock, because he heard God say, rebuild my church. And Francis, kind of a literal mind, <laughs> but soon he found himself with people like him who felt called to this new way of being in the world, and the townsfolk, and the peasants, and the people who worked in his father's company, and the people who worked in the kitchens, and the people who had no work, the people who were in the byways and highways, 
and the abject poor and the nameless ones, and they were working with him to rebuild the church both physically and to bring people back into fellowship like this. Because Francis got back to the basics, to remember that we have one call and one call alone, to love. Now, I ask you, when was the last time you heard that call from Wall Street? <laughs> Seriously. When was the last time you heard that from the scions of corporate America? From the wealthy ones and the powerful ones among us. And not very many answers. <laughs> Have you heard it from those places? This is why we're here, isn't it? We have a message that is counter to the messages we hear mostly the other six days of the week. The call to love One other story about Francis, and then we'll bless the animals. Children are here to do just that. There is one person who is probably singularly responsible for the fact that we have a Christmas pageant in the tradition. There is one person who's probably singularly responsible that many of you have those little nativity and fresh sets at home. How many of you have one? It's Francis. Because Francis, rather than pointing to the image of Christ as a king, a lord, like the lords that were known in the 13th century, pointed to the other end of the story, the nativity. What appealed to him was Jesus, Christ, God, born in the lowliest of conditions. In a manger with an ox. You see it here in the window. And a sheep. And straw. And because we're too polite to depict it, depict it, the muck that comes with animals. And the mud. And only his father and his mother. Sure, the angels were singing, but this child is not a child of power. This one, lowly and weak and vulnerable, and asking for what from us? That is all. That is the light that Francis reminds us of, shining in the darkness, and it is the light that will lead us to. It. 
Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.